Welcome to the Point is to Serve podcast. We want to encourage you towards a vibrant and active faith in Jesus Christ. For more information about our ministry, visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. And now, here's this week's teaching. Good morning. <laughs> Hello to everybody here and to everybody who's watching online. Good morning. Um, So, for the last couple of weeks, we have been working through the book, um, Life of the Beloved, by our dear Henry Nowim. Just got to get comfortable. Um, (laughs) So, we've been working on this book, chapter by chapter, and then we have been talking about it in our LifeServe groups, and I have the privilege this morning of wrapping up our series and talking on Nowim's last element, which is given. So that's what we're going to be talking about this morning. Um, But if you would just pray with me quick before we get started. Lord, we just say thank you for this beautiful morning, and I just say thank you that when our world is falling apart around us and when hard things that we don't understand happen, that we can run to you. So Lord, I pray that we would just run to you this morning, and I pray that you would just meet us where we need you, and that you would just provide encouragement this morning, Lord, in that You would just replace our fears and our doubts and whatever the enemy is trying to tell us with your love and just with your presence. So be here this morning. I say thank you that you're already here, um, and we just love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Let's do it. Okay. (laughs) So this chapter is all about how we can express our belovedness to the fullest when we give ourselves to others. Our author says our humanity comes to its fullest bloom in giving. And I just think that that is so true. And I just thought it was so appropriate to have a chapter titled Given um, for a church that is called The Point is to Serve. Because when we serve, we are giving ourselves to others. And I have never met a more generous group of people who are so willing to just drop their lives for other people's lives than you guys. Or even just in the mundane day-to-day interactions. Just the way that you guys give yourselves to others. I'm just so proud to be a part of such a giving congregation. So I just thought it was super appropriate for us. Um, But I think that right off the bat, something that I want to distinguish from this chapter of giving is I don't think that Nowen is encouraging us to do more. Come on, get out there. Fill out your schedule. Go, go, go. Come on, give, give. I don't think that that is exactly what Nowen is trying to come across. I think that this chapter has more to do with our gifts and recognizing that we have something inside of us that we are to give other people. So now and just so generously gives us two ways in which we can do this. And they are giving oneself in life, and the second is giving oneself in death. So we're going to start by going over the first point of giving oneself in life. Nowen says, our life itself is the greatest gift to give. And my brain just goes straight to the passage from Romans 12 about being the body. So if you would please read with me. Romans 12, verses 4 through 8. For as in one body we have many members, and not all the members have the same function. So we, who are many, are one body in Christ. And individually, we are members one of another. 
We have gifts that differ according to the grace given to us. Prophecy in proportion to faith, ministering in ministering, the teacher and teaching, the exhorter and exhortation, the giver and generosity, the leader in diligence, the compassionate in cheerfulness. Each one of us has gifts from the Lord that we are able to give one another. And it's this uniqueness of each of our gifts that makes up the diverse and functioning body of Christ. This description of a bunch of different elements coming together to make one big element, it reminds me of our leaders who come to youth group every single Wednesday night. We have 15 amazing adults who come every single week and give of themselves just so beautifully. So I hope I don't make anybody uncomfortable by my next statements, but I'm going to make them anyway. So (laughs) our dear Sarah Hoagland is an has this amazing gift of connecting with the students um, who choose to be a bit more recluse. And our dear Krista Phillips, she brings her service, her servant heart every single week. That is her gift. And Brian Smith, he brings his fatherly comfort and his fatherly advice to each and every one of our students. Eric Erickson brings his creative ideas and just simply his presence. Linnell Wirtz, she brings her delegation, and but also her motherly perspective. She's the one I go to. I'm like, I'm not a mom, but you are, so does this make sense? Like, <laughs> Toby Bartlett brings authority, and he brings just this great compassion to our students. Chrissy Benson, she brings her gift of connecting with students, and she just really sees students for who they really are. Jamie McNamee brings fun. Um, but she also brings leadership. Lori Erickson is our heart. She brings her tender spirit. Our dear Rob Bender, he brings his gift of knowledge and honestly, his pastoral spirit. Joel brings his perspective of seeing gold inside of students that can just so easily be looked over or pushed aside. Sam Wirtz, he's our funny bone. He is our sense of humor. Our dear Lynn Bartlett, she brings her empathetic spirit that is able to meet students exactly where they are at. And finally, our dear friend Chase Phillips. He has this this amazing gift of being a role model to our students. He just has this ability to bring his experiences um, that actually compute with our teenagers' brains. And that is a gift. So, (laughs) yes. I say all of this this morning, not to puff up anyone's ego, but (laughs) I say all of this because our youth group would not be what it is without our dear leaders giving themselves and giving their gifts to these students. On page 113, Nowen says, we tend to forget that our real gift is not so much we can do, but who we are. The real question is not what we can offer each other, but who can we be for each other? These leaders aren't valuable for what they can do. They aren't valuable for what they offer, what they bring to the table. They're valuable because of who they are. These leaders just simply show up as themselves every single Wednesday night, and they make up the body of Christ that is our youth group. So I want to encourage you this morning to think of who would be on your list of people and the gifts that they bring to the table. And then once you think of all the people in your life, 
I want you to think about yourself this morning. And I want you to think about what gifts you bring to the table. And once you think of your gift, I want you to just sit in the weight of this world would not be the same without your gift. The people in your life are who they are because of the gift that you have inside of you. God so specifically put that gift inside of you because he trusted you. He knew that he could give that to you to go out into the world and bless others with that. And if you have a hard time recognizing what gifts that you have, that's okay. Just have grace on yourself. I just encourage you to ask the Lord to show you your belovedness. And then I know that once the Lord reveals to you your belovedness, he will reveal to you what precious gifts that he has so specifically put inside of you. And I have a thought that ties into our message from a couple weeks ago when Joel taught on the blessing chapter. And that chapter presented the idea that people need to be blessed to be reminded of their belovedness. And I just want to throw this out there this morning that um, if you want to bless somebody, if you want to give of yourself to somebody, just tell them what gifts you see inside of them. If you want to further your dialogue with the Lord and if you want to really further your prayer life, just ask the Lord to show you what other people's gifts are inside of them because that not only allows us to see people the way that God sees people, but it allows us to give ourselves to other people. So I encourage you, if you're just sitting and you're like about to have coffee with a friend, ask the Lord, Lord, show me what this person's gift is and then tell them. Show them that you see that there is a gift inside of them. So if nobody has told you recently that your gift matters, I am up here this morning to tell you that this church, the point is to serve, would not be the same without you. And that this world would not be the same without you. This church's flavor and its heartbeat would not be what it is today if you were not here. You are valuable, and your belovedness is cherished, and it is embraced here. The second point that Nowen makes is giving oneself in death. And I love how Nowen starts off this chapter, or this point in this chapter, by saying that we live in a society that's uncomfortable about talking about death and dying. We are a society that kind of pushes death to the side until it's just facing right in front of us. And if I can just be really honest with you this morning, <laughs> um, I think that's why I found it really hard to relate to this point in the chapter. I found myself wanting to run away and not even talk about this. Like, we'll just talk about everything else. We don't have to talk about this point. Like, now and that was super sweet, but we're not going to talk about that. But there was just something inside of me that was telling me to just turn and face it and talk about it. So here we go. I'm up here turning and facing it. And I thought if we could all do it together, it wouldn't be so scary. So here we go. So now and he starts off this section by saying, death is the greatest gift to our belovedness. What? <laughs> um, I think on one hand... Nowen means that death is the greatest gift because it means that we finally get to live in eternity with our Heavenly Father. And in my book, that is the greatest gift that there ever could be. But then I think that he is also sharing with us 
this other idea that how we give of ourselves when we are alive will live on with our loved ones even after our deaths. An example of this concept is every time Joel comes up here and talks about his dear grandpa. Um, His grandpa, Roger, died six years ago. Um, He's been home with the Lord for six years. But there's just something about the way that Roger lived his life on this side of heaven that still influences Joel and that still influences the people that were in Roger's life. And from my life, a personal example from mine is my Grandpa Dick. (laughs) Um, My grandpa died in March, um, this past March, so this is still fairly fresh um, for my family, but my grandpa was living in the VA in Minneapolis when he passed away. And my mom and dad had many, many, many nurses go up to them with tears in their eyes talking about how much they were going to miss my grandpa. And every time we went and visited my grandpa at the VA, all of the nurses were like, your grandpa's my favorite. Like, we all want to care for him. He's the easy one. We love him. (laughs) And I think that those are just fruits of my grandpa's belovedness and fruits of making people feel like they were the beloved, even when my grandpa had gone on to death. This doesn't bring my grandpa back. Like, this idea doesn't make the, his passing hurt any less, but it's because of his life and because of his belovedness that my belovedness is able to shine brighter. And the caregivers in the VA, their belovedness is able to shine brighter. I hesitate to even talk about this at all because this is all cute and fluffy and super spiritual, yes, but what about those families who are walking through a death right now? And what about people who've lost a loved one and their entire world is just crushed because of it? And I don't want to just stand up here this morning and make it sound like, oh, just look on the bright side. Or why would you be sad when you can be in awe of their belovedness? (laughs) Because I just don't think that that is a very correct response to mourning. (laughs) But why I do bring it up and why I do think it's important to stand up here and talk about this morning is because I think that each and every one of us have somebody in our lives that has passed on but still keeps giving their belovedness. So who is that person for you? And another note I'd like to just slip in there quick is it's not because of my grandpa and it's not because of that person from your own personal life that you just thought of. It's not who they were or their own power from their own life that made this possible, but it was because of the one who put that gift inside of them. It was because God was inside of them that our loved ones give of themselves even after that they have passed on. So now in second point is not an invitation to get over death quicker. It's not an invitation to not let it hit you so deep. But I really do believe that it's an opportunity for us to pause and reflect on who from our lives have given of themselves so beautifully that not even death can separate you from them and their gifts. I want to end our time together this morning by looking to the perfect giver there ever was, and that is our dear Jesus. Jesus teaches us to give of ourselves by simply being ourselves all throughout the New Testament. And my favorite 
example comes from Matthew 20, verse 28. It says, Just as the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life a ransom for many. Jesus was put on this earth to give of himself, just as we are called to. So when giving gets hard or when you can't think that of your gift, you don't even think you have a gift or you lose motivation to give, you just don't want to give today, I just want to encourage you to study our dear Jesus and study the ways that Jesus gave of himself and let him motivate you on your belovedness. And then I want you to recognize the way that the people in Jesus' life were blessed just by Jesus being himself. So, my dear friends, giving of yourself does not mean filling up your schedule and filling up your to-do list with different things to make you look like a better person or to make it look like you did a good job. Giving of yourself means showing up as who you are and realizing that people need the gifts that are inside of you to remind them of their belovedness. Giving of yourself is not a striving exchange but it's simply you being who God created you to be and allowing your gifts to bless others. Will you pray with me? Lord, we come before you this morning with our hands wide open, just so ready to give. I pray that you would remind us of our belovedness, and I pray that you would show us what gifts that you've put inside of us, and I pray that you would give us opportunities to use the gifts that you have put inside of us. Lord, when the going gets tough and when it gets harder, I pray, Jesus, that you would be our example and you would show us how you gave of yourself every single day. Lord, we love you. Thank you for being here this morning. Amen. Thanks for tuning in to the Point is to Serve podcast series. For more information about pursuing a relationship with Jesus Christ or information about the Point is to Serve ministry, visit our website at thepointistoserve.org. Thank you and God bless.